Hello and welcome to Core Sampler, the podcast where we drill into the Sitecore community to bring you insights into the work talented people are doing every day on the Sitecore Experience platform. Whether you're a developer, a marketer, or both, we're glad you're here. Welcome to the Get to Know an MVP podcast. My name is Nicole Montero, and today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Sitecore Ambassador MVP, Chris Verher. Welcome, Chris. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you, and thanks for having me on the podcast, by the way. Yes, it's great to, to finally make this happen. Um, so, Chris, if you wouldn't mind, please introduce yourself to the Sitecore community. Sure. Well, nice to virtually meet all of you, as far as I haven't met most of you already in, in, in life. Um, so my name is Chris Verheer, um, typically pronounced as Chris Verheer or whatever else. In the community, I've been given multiple nicknames by some of the ancient MVPs as well. So I've been called Kevin or Carl, uh, but the actual name is Chris. Um, I live in Belgium, uh, based out of Belgium, um, uh, with my two girls. Uh, so I have two little girls. Um, and I work as a solution architect. Um, within EPAM, um, actually from the reference, which is the company I started, uh, my job with, or at least with Sitecore. Um, and it has now been acquired by Sitecore a while back. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been working as, um, or in the field of Sitecore for quite a while now. And I've been in Sitecore MVP for eight years on end. Um, three years as a technical MVP, and then I moved over into the ambassador MVP. Um, and I've been doing that or have been uh, honored to be it for five years now uh, and looking forward to adding some more years on top of that. But uh, who knows how things go, obviously. So, yeah, that's, I think, me in a nutshell. Awesome. Thank you so much for that intro. And I mean, congratulations on being an eight-time Sitecore MVP. That's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, it's 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 really nice to be elected uh, MVP each year again. That's that's quite an honor every time. Yeah, yeah. And and Chris, when did you join the Sitecore community? Well, actually, I I, I had to look up on that question because that's it's been a while. Um, so I think I started off with the Sitecore community and the Sitecore products altogether in 2014, 15. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was quite a journey in, in discovering a, the product and then B seeing that Sitecore offered support, etc. But in, in a lot of cases that simply wasn't sufficient for, uh, the needs I had within a project, uh, project or in a pre-sales, uh, approach. And, um, that's kind of where I met the Sitecore community, um, Back in those days, it was kind of diverse. It wasn't as structured as it is now. Um, there were small groups and there were email threads and there were some activities in the community going on. Um, but the number of user groups and mails and the whole MVP ship was not as mature as we have it right now. So, yeah. Um, and um, along that course of doing Sitecore implementations, getting to know uh, people that experience the same problems or face the same challenges work-wise with uh, creating a module, for example, and and uh, or creating extensions within Sitecore. That kind of grew the awareness of the whole Sitecore community, especially with the activities that were going on uh, with respect to uh, the hackathons, uh, etc. That kind of, within the banner looks, gave me... Uh, the idea that we or we or I needed to work on uh, an actual 
a smaller community that fits within the whole sitecore community. So I started off together with a number of people on the creation of uh, the sitecore uh, user group within the banner Lux. Well, actually, Belgium and Luxembourg, because the Netherlands already had their own user group. Um, and I started off as the organizer. I was elected the organizer of that user group, um, which is still the user group within Belgium, Luxembourg, that is still going strong. Um, and that was, uh, for me, especially the uh, stepping stone into uh, the MVP ship. Um, I, I think I was a one-year MVP and I wasn't expecting to become uh, a second and third and fourth, etc. Uh, MVP uh, in the years that would follow. But with all the work that we've been putting into the uh, community of the Belgian user group, uh, that kind of uh, opened the pathway to getting more visibility, getting more customers and prospects into that user group, and also getting other partners to join. So that behind this behind the screens, that was a lot of work to realize, uh, but that really paid off in the end as well. Not only as the MVP ship, obviously, um, but also with the knowledge we gained and and the uh, um, the confidence it gave us to go forward with new projects, for example. So yeah, that's that's kind of how I met the community, um, and then obviously symposia and um, um, uh, any any kind of activity that Sitecore would host, be it within Benelux or uh, the the Sitecore conferences that are going on uh, altogether. Great, and Chris, you know I get a lot of questions about how to start a Sitecore user group. Do you have mm-hmm. any? tips on starting a Sitecore user group? Yeah, actually I, I do because <laughs> the first one we did, um, in my opinion, because I had been elected while I was at a customer in Spain, I was elected um, without being present at, at the election, actually. So somebody texted me and said, you're now running the user group within oh. Belgium and you're the president. <laughs> I remember that text message when I was in my hotel room after a customer meeting. We were like, oh, okay, so there's that. Um, and um, basically, uh, my, my advice would be don't be afraid. Um, and that sounds very stupid because at the first meeting we had, we had hardly anybody joining. I think we had like six or seven people that were coming over to some distance location within Belgium. I, the, the board members were people I had hardly uh, heard of before. I had never seen them and we had to do our first meetings. Um, and that was a really scary moment, uh, to do that first one and then plan a second one and hope for a better result, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but just, just do what your heart tells you to do. And if, if you want to grow yourself with more knowledge and think about the fact that you're doing this more for yourself than for the community. And I know this comes across really wrong and sounds wrong because you're doing everything for the community. But if you don't stick to it and notice that the community, they don't jump on it uh, in the first instance. They need to see that the information you're bringing is valuable, um, that the information you're providing is saving time for them and giving them information. And you, do don't, you don't do that from the first go. You need a little bit of motivation by yourself and saying, look, we've, we've done well. Uh, uh, there were only like five, six, seven people present, but the next time will be better and we will look for better speakers or more interesting, engaging topics. And that's actually how it went. Um, so step by step, make sure you have an online platform 
Um, be proactive in marketing exercises that you do. Send out mails, reminders, put, uh, put out a lot of tweets, uh, get visibility within the community, whatever that one may be. Don't be afraid to engage cross-platform or cross-partners. So reach out to somebody that's using a different CMS system and say, well, we could be providing this answer and it might just be relevant information for you. Um, because at the first, uh, the first few user groups we did, it was actually a combination of four or five different partners and customers. Um, we were kind of all holding back on information going like, yeah, I'll be careful and I need to put my logo on there, etc. And it's only after three or four sessions that we know this, this doesn't matter. We're sharing information. We're all winning from this. Uh, the ones that are sharing the information get the value out of showing what they did, getting um, acknowledgement on what they realized and, and visibility within the market. And those that didn't solve the equation or didn't fix the problem uh, that was being discussed, well, they got the answer served to them on a silver platter. Um, so, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of work, even though to the outsider, it's just, oh, they're doing a meetup. They're just doing an event. But you need to find the location, you need to find speakers, you need to find a good date, you need to find whatever else is needed. Uh, but it's very rewarding in the end. So, again, same remark I gave in the beginning. Just don't be afraid. Just do what you want to do. And if it fails, it fails. That's fine. Just move on. Uh, but in most cases, if you put your heart into something, it doesn't fail. Exactly. Thank you so much for that. that. That was great. And Chris, so you said you've been part of the community since roughly 2014, 2015. What do you find the most appealing in the Sitecore community? Um, that's an easy one. That's that's a dead stop easy one. Um, the people in that community. Um, uh, like, uh, let's let's think about the whole COVID situation. I We haven't seen each other a lot during that time. It was all virtual, etc., and the first uh, event we had in Budapest, so the Subcon event, um, the moment we arrived, there's there's all these people that you know that are really good in their field. They're really you, you get to know these people on a personal level as well, um, and the way that you connect, people actually ask about uh, your personal life. They ask about your professional life. They offer you challenges. They offer you ideas. Um, so it's just the people actually, all the value that is within those people that you know over the course of those many years. And you don't have to be an MVP for five or six or, or 10 or, or whatever number of years. Um, I've seen first timer MVPs get swallowed up by the community and and you know you can hear them talk about oh i have this issue and i've been working with this product and i don't know what i need to do um and just the amount of support and information that they get from the sitecom community in my opinion is something un- I, it was an unprecedented effect for me when i went to the first mvp summit and was back in i think it was first time in new orleans um i walked out of the elevator uh, a, a newbie um, and, and just, I was swallowed up by, uh, the, the group that is the community at, uh, at this moment, um, with the number of questions they were able to ask, the number of things they were able to say and just mix on, on information and experience that was, that, that is still amazing to me. Um, so it, it is not the most appealing thing. It is, is simply the appeal of the community, um, 
So yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the sidecar community, to be honest. Yeah, and that's something I hear time and time again. It is the people, right? Like the people make it just so special. And I think it's unlike any other community. And, you know, mm-hmm. to your point, you know, even in, it, it can be a little bit intimidating if it's your first time MVP, or even for myself, I'm not an MVP, of course, but I've only been with the company for now almost two years and attending an MVP summit for the first time this year or first subcon and just, yeah, the energy and the people, it's what really stood out to me. Um, so, yeah, it's a very, very special and intelligent uh, group of people. Yeah, uh, the community. Agree. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, so, you know, be, the journey of becoming an MVP, it, it, it can be difficult at times. Um, and you're an eight-time Cycro MVP, and each year you have to go through that process of working towards the award. What is something mm-hmm. surprising you learned about yourself while becoming an MVP? Um, that, that's actually a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not big into surprises. Um, but you do get to know yourself a little bit because um, a, a year goes by incredibly fast. Um, and the moment that you get... Uh, the MVP title awarded to you um, is um, typically early, early within the year. It's around February. Um, and then you're, I, I'm typically doing pre-sales now and solution architecture, um, which means that uh, it, it, it's, a, it's an approach that from time to time, it takes three or four months to win a project, for example. And then you have to go through the process of guiding the team um, and, and doing the implementation, etc. So, by the time it becomes November, you've just gone to, through two or three iterations. And then you look back at your year, and especially with the whole COVID situation and then the econ- economical market that has changed a little bit, um, uh, it's, it's kind of surprising to see how little sometimes um, you have done through, throughout an entire year, while at the same time you've been supporting people, you've been supporting customers, you've, you've been... Um, challenging the product that, in this case, Sidecore is offering, especially with the changing market that Sidecore is going through, the new products that have been released at the symposium, which if any of you guys listening out there have not been aware of, go and read up on it. There's a lot changing. Um, so it, it's surprising to see how quickly time goes by if you're constantly active, constantly working, and then also trying to find time to do blogs and do those meetups, etc. Um so uh, if you look back, luckily you get rewarded every year uh, if you do a lot of work and you invest a lot of time. So in my opinion, no big surprises. The only big surprise that you get is that how quickly everything passes by, goes by. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a surprise for me every year, uh, but that's just the reality of things. And what advice do you have for someone who would like to be a Sitecore MVP? Visibility. Go to user groups. Attend symposia, be them virtual or not. Ask questions. Um, um, don't be afraid to ask something that someone has asked you before, and that's, in my opinion, um, uh, something that change uh, that makes a difference between a junior, a medior, and a senior. Um, somebody that gets a challenge presented to them um, and isn't afraid to actually ask uh, questions because you can have a challenge and then try to figure it out yourself. And then if you have the solution, keep it to yourself as well. That's what a lot of developers, a lot of front-enders tend to do themselves, architects as well. Um, Don't be afraid to ask questions or acknowledge the fact that you don't know something. And once you know what the solution is, then write about it. Explain what the solution was. 
if if you look at Stack Exchange, for example, and not not the Sidecore Stack Exchange, but there's a lot of people that ask questions, and then some people provide semi answers, which is fine. Um, but then nobody ever follows up on the question. Nobody says, "Look, this has been six months. This was the solution I had." No, they just ask the question, got some possible answers, and then they close it. Uh, make sure that you, whatever information that you find, even though it's a solution that was already out there and somebody might have already blogged about it, don't be afraid to give it your own, um, uh, don't, don't be afraid to provide your own view, give your own look into how you face that challenge and blog about it, or at least, or at the very least, uh, share that information again. Don't be afraid to, um, ask somebody, that is organizing a user group if you can speak about a specific project. This does not have to be a groundbreaking project every time. Just make sure that whatever you provide is something that you did, that you realize that you know everything about. And that might be valuable information already. For example, the next user group that we're doing will host a session about somebody that uh, implemented a headless project. Again, this is nothing new. A lot is changing within Sidecore. This is not the latest, greatest thing. But it's very valuable to see that a big customer, for example, went through this project and actually faced some challenges. So uh, my biggest advice would be share your knowledge. Even if it's secondhand information, share it. It's incredibly valuable. Great, Chris. And finally here, what is your message to the Sitecore community? As I mentioned before, this is a really tough one for me mm-hmm. because I don't feel that I'm the one in place to send a message to the community that has given me so much already. Um, my best advice would be, guys, just keep doing what you're doing, to be honest. Uh, that community is one of the warmest, best communities that I've seen. The way that... Uh, For example, during the MVP summit, you guys were able to ask questions to Sidecore that were so challenging, while at the same moment proving that you guys are so loyal and have so much respect for the platform. That's an incredible feature. And I think Sidecore agrees on that. It's it's sometimes a tough pill to swallow, I think, Um, but it's, it's so constructive. So by all means, Sidecore community, stay the way you are. Great, Chris. Well, thank you so much for sharing your Sitecore MVP story with the community today. It was great having you. My pleasure. Totally my pleasure. Next time you hear me, we will be getting to know another Sitecore MVP. Until then, cultivate the community. <laughs>